What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 116 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your slow jamming host, Alex Arona. That's real. Getty, this is a good intro. I love Genuine. I've made it very clear. Uh, I like a lot of 90s and 2000s uh, slow jams. There's a lot going on there. Birthday sex. Fantastic. Uh, also with me is Mario-themed co-host Joel DeWitt. Yeah, the birthday party was Mario-themed, not me. Uh, Andrew WK over there. Sounds like something a Koopa Troopa would say. I'm just going to keep slow jamming along. Uh, to Eric Getty Gettinger, the king of the chumps. Alex, I'm too tired to argue, and I didn't play anything this week, so good luck. Well, you're filed. Filed. It's canceled <laughs> plus fired at the same time. There we go. You're filed, Getty. We do have someone else who ha- isn't canceled or fired who could watch stream who I could watch stream all day. Alec Parks, what's going on, Alec? Oh, thanks, Alex. I do aim to please. Good. Someone needs to make me happy. Also, it's good that someone here has aim. Uh, this week we get all punchy punch and early adopters file for harassment in the news and t- no, mm-hmm. not gonna say that one. <laughs> We're gonna play some old games in the backlog blog, but first, <laughs> early adopters. Where we play alphas, betas, and games that make Joel go woo. There we go. Uh, actually, the first <laughs> game made me go woo. Uh, Okinawa Rush. Okinawa Rush is a 2D pixel platforming beat 'em up. Gotta say, it took me back to the days of playing Neo Geo arcade games. Uh, the ones where they're kind of chibi, muscular characters fighting ninjas for fruit. Anybody yep. else got yep. any opinions on this one? Chime in, please. Oh, yeah, that was exactly what it made me think of, especially when they started dropping fruit. Yeah. And sushi. That's your life. Also, nunchaku. Once again. Yes. Yeah, the, the Neo Geo, I didn't own one, but I did see one once. <laughs> and the thing that I always remember was that compared to the NES and <laughs> Genesis, it, it's it's bitter. Like, the, the environments are bitter. Your characters are bitter. They take... Of more space but they're also more detailed and that that definitely tracks with this game this game feels really good to play the the movement of this sort of like a uh i don't know if not samurai but uh it, it reminded me of ryu he was like yeah he looked Alpha like was, ryu yeah yeah a martial artist but yeah with fireballs but, and uh, dragon punches yep. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mystery you to you, but this this character is like a super supervised Ryu because the the funny thing about this game is that the attacks feel, make it feel like it's a fighter. It very much feels like a fire fighter because of they're doing the like Shoryuken move input sort of and and the fireball move, but also it, it just it requires that kind of finesse to be able to chain together different moves uh so each combat inner lewd would be like five or six ninjas dropping in and then you have the powers to do the stuff and everything gets really fluid and dynamic with how the character moves as you're hitting the buttons like i, I don't know about you guys but there were points that i was definitely button mashing and but i would still get really good results in spite of that and uh it's real good yeah i don't think there were times where i wasn't button mashing 
What I found was that there's contextual. There's also contextual button mashing. If you were between two enemies, he would smack their heads together. And it, and I remember jumping and jumping would jump up half the screen, just like huge 10 to 15 feet jumps. It, It was, it was really cool looking to watch the, to, to, to play something that, reminded me of and you said like oh neo geo home console i'm not like, like i'll go to an arcade throw in a quarter and you're just playing this little ninja guy uh, i had uh, a blast i i liked that did you guys get the cutscenes? hold on i just want did you guys get to the cutscenes? i doubt to the first cutscene. i'm not sure if there's second or third there's there's a couple but did you the line oh so it goes to a hyper realistic uh, uh you know artist rendering of your character and the villain, and he goes, "Sorry, I'm late to the party, but I brought some unexpected guests." My fists. oh yep, <laughs> yep, I got there. <laughs> I it's must like, have what? missed that. I mean, I beat the demo. Granted, it was on white belt, but I I only it saw that first cut. Wasn't scene with actually the... like a cutscene. It was after like you yeah. opened a the gate to get down. You run into this guy, and that's the dialogue that he says. Right, right. And oh, he Alec, said I, I something different for me. He said, I'll be sure to deliver the message myself hmm. over your dead body. He said that at some point, huh. but I don't... Which is also pretty quality. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think anything beats your wife dying in your arms and then you super saying and destroying a room of people <laughs> and just watching them drop treasure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good as well. There's yeah, there's a lot to like with this, and uh, just finding all that you get start getting moves where it's like forward, forward punch, dragon paw, dragon punch. Um, different, you get a you get a, a katana, nunchuck, nunchucks. There's a there's a Street Fighter three uh, move to, you know press towards an attack to to block it, which parry. is kind of cool. Yeah. It's like the parry, yeah. yeah. So it does it does a lot of good modern stuff while throwing back to. The Neo Geo days that it it was very very fun. What was really great about this game is the audio design and the the visual effects. So especially like when it comes to attack impacts, the the best way you can kind of accentuate it and give it weight is having a proper sound that gives the nice feeling of weight to it, and then like uh, visual flair. And, and a lot of these moves do a great job of that to sort of show the impact and sort of gravity of what direction you're hitting them into. Yeah, I think that that's a that is an important part of something like this. You don't want to be you don't want to have a punch that feels like it's just like drawn over. You want to hit. Mm-hmm. You want to see the the impact feeling. So. The art and sound design definitely had a, and also it just had like a crunchy kind of tone to it that you you know that this isn't HD audio. It's just like very lo-fi recorded over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like pretty cool. Okay, so that was Okinawa Rush. Uh, the next one, Shadow Seeker. Okay, so both of these betas are pretty funny just because uh, we got to the end of last week's episode and I go, Getty, we don't have any betas for next week. And he goes, uh, these, and threw them both out there. And uh, that kind of makes me laugh because they end up being very entertaining. Uh, Shadow Seeker being a t- top-down, chibi character, pixel art. Turns out just it's just Resident Evil. 
It's just top down res top down Resident Evil with Chibi anime. You give characters. me too much credit, uh, Getty. Do you want do you want to speak yeah, on this one? Yeah, but you you definitely gave me too much credit because you're like, hey, we don't have anything for the episode, and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and then like the next day, I was like, ah, I guess these are fine. And uh, I'm really glad that Joel enjoyed Okinawa Rush because I specifically picked that one for him. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I picked Shadow Seeker pretty much for myself. I do like the RPG Maker games, and this one is, it is like Alex said, it's pretty much Resident Evil. You're rolling up to a, a murder scene with your partner. Uh, you jump out of the car, and it gives you an opportunity to explore outside of the house. I, I really didn't find that much, but even the visuals of like moving from screen to screen are very reminiscent of the original Resident Evil, where it would like zoom in. Uh, it definitely borrowed some of those like common uh, sound effects too, like the doors creaking. And I don't know how far you got, Alex, uh, but I hope that you got at least to the same room that I did with the giant spiders. Uh, yeah, hated it, hated it, hated yeah, it, hated giant it. spiders. You have a night. What's what I felt was weird is that this game it had controller support, but. It, like to attack was you was it was it your e your e on your keyboard so i'm like i'm kind of my controller moving around and there was no button it, it didn't give me it was three or was yep. it three it was a three one okay. was crouch With one above two e. was run yes two was run and three was slash with your knife which i didn't really do too much of that just to break objects i just thought it was funny though because again i'm moving with my controller and then I was like, oh, uh, I better ha be ready with Slash in case any monsters. Because it keeps saying, oh, you'll find, you'll encounter monsters, like all these things you're going to fight. And I was like, oh, snap. And it's very scary. It is very nerve-wracking, despite it having that top-down RPG Maker look. It it had a it had like the, the lightning and just like a very spooky atmosphere. All the sounds, oh, that, that Resident Evil door opening, door closing animation. Uh, very, very creepy. And I didn't, I didn't love it. I... But only because I, I played it I don't, right. I, I don't know. I, I did enjoy it. I think my biggest gripe was that when I first started, I did not realize some of the other objects in the environment, you could interact with them. So to find that puzzle box, it took me quite a while. I think I made two full laps of the house before I realized, hey, this object looks slightly out of place. And it's a little bit more difficult to be, uh, you know, harsh like a, I'd give it a harsh criticism because of the engine that it's built in. Uh, but still, I think I might come back and plug away at this when I have a little bit more time. I like where it's going. It's definitely that Resident Evil vibe, and I'm on that kick right now. Well, I mean, even with the, the menu screen had the your heartbeat yeah. on it and items you could either use or combine or discard... Yeah, there was a. It, it definitely had the the vibe. Uh, Alec and Joel are a little bit silent on this one. Did you guys get a chance to try this or no? I no, did not. no time. You know I don't That's like okay. scary games. It was very spoopy, and I gotta tell you, I played this at like one in the morning after Hold feeding on. the baby, and I was like, "Well, this Joel was a doesn't mistake. like spooky games." But the second that any of the Dark Pictures anthology comes out, he's the first person to pick one up. I I always liked the choose your own adventure books that scratches that same itch. I like the idea and, of scary games. Uh, I just don't like to play them. 
Exactly. No. Not inherently scary. Yeah, so I think I think Shadow Seeker though I think is worth a look just because again those RPG engine games. I played one previously called To the Moon that was uh, very heartwarming and almost like a take on uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So I think you could do you could tell really fantastic stories in that engine. Yeah, well, just sure. speaking if of you really that, that engine and fantastic stories, there's the last dream series on uh steam those an rpg maker game and it's absolutely fantastic to go through and you've also got the ability to break it pretty bad which was fun that's cool that's cool i'd like to see more rpg engine games just to see uh how they expand upon that in the future uh but for me that seemed a little spooky uh this week uh especially for me as i uh played that at night mistakes were made uh let's get our nerves back and take a break we'll be right back Hey news, I just had to take the Illinois harassment training this week, and I appreciate that you are fictional. Okay. Mm. That wasn't the worst I've heard. That wasn't the worst. I don't know if you guys also had to take it, but man, that training. Not this week. I took something last year. We had to take it again this year. Are you a manager? Oh yeah, mine was even more in depth. See, that, that's the thing. I'm not a manager. I don't manage and Everybody had to take it. A flying I just had to take the more involved version of it. Weird. I yeah, didn't have my, anything. My work required it, too. Just like a PowerPoint slide with different uh, Oh, no. It, was it the... Yeah. Things. These are, like, really good, like, high-quality videos, too. Normally, the training we get is trash. Yes, exactly. Usually, be like a static image with little bullet points they want you to touch to reveal more information like some torturous way to keep your mind engaged no, this one had real actors and it but, was horrifying well they actually they did a good job of making some of them really unsettling and possible yeah i was very uncomfortable workplace so like so i guess mission accomplished <laughs> can you file a sexual yeah. harassment claim for it being an uncomfortable training nope Right now, boss. Anyway, that sounds right. Let's get to the news. Uh, First piece of news, Clone Drone in the Danger Zone, releasing an official release July 27th, 2021. I really like that game. It's still in early access. Maybe I should do a beta breakdown before that release. Uh, I think I might because that game is just charming. Uh, next piece of news, both God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West looking like they'll be delayed until 2022. Yeah, to, to be clear, the uh, Ragnarok one was confirmed. The Sony had just said, like, well, we're not guaranteeing Forbidden West is making it in 2021. Uh, those, I'm with our friend Dan. Like th- Those are games that will make me get a PlayStation 5 if they're in stock. Uh because Horizon, I've decided that 
their new stuff I want to see on the best version possible. Uh, God of War, I, I ended up loving the PlayStation 4 version, and it led up enough uh, questions unanswered that I'm really interested to see if they tackle those. So, yeah, bummer for people who own it now, but I don't care. I refuse to buy a console for a game anymore. Last time <clears throat> I did that, they announced they were stopping the console production like a month after I bought it. What, the virtual console? Dreamcast. Or the virtual boy. <laughs> no, Dreamcast and Fantasy Star Online. Hey, man, I offered to give you my PS4. I know, but I, I'm not buying consoles for, for a game anymore. There will be no single game that does it. Mm, you definitely shouldn't do that. Next uh, piece of news, uh, there will be an E3 award show. Uh, that's pretty par for the course. There generally is. There wasn't one last year because there wasn't an E3 last year. What? There um, wasn't? Is that That's normal. <laughs> why wasn't there an E3? What, an E3 award show? What happened? There was always an E3 award show. No, I mean about is E3. Is the case? Okay. Didn't we cover E3 last year? <laughs> Didn't we do like a whole episode reviewing everything? You sure that wasn't oh, two I'm years sure it ago? was two years ago. That was two years ago. I was ago. just Time. remember yeah. like our new segment for two months leading up to E3 was like it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then like one by one, everybody like, was dropping out, and then eventually it was just like, yeah, yeah, we're not doing it. It's so. not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Whoever put this in there just put the link, so I'm gonna have to read this in a weird way. Uh, Former ROM site owner must pay two. Was it two point one million? Or yeah. Yep. So I did a little read on it. This uh, website owner um, would charge people monthly fees to have faster downloads and everything. Uh, and Nintendo filed copyright suit against them and has currently been awarded $2.1 million when the guy only made like 30000 a year from it. Is it true that he tried to represent himself? Yes. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Perhaps not the smartest move. Well, it doesn't actually matter with this dude. He's basically on welfare. He's not... The, Nintendo's not going to see a penny of this $2.1 million. He's judgment-proof. Yeah, it's well, it's more about making a statement, right? Because yep. they, this yeah. person's not like said, you're not going to ever get that money out of them. This sets a precedent where now Nintendo can point to this saying, "Well, we got a 2.1 million suit on this. We can pursue anybody we want that is infringing our property and expect the same result." Right. Well, and it also keeps uh, their intellectual property and everything, their rights, because as soon as you find out that somebody is violating your ip if you don't file suit against them it dilutes future claims mm -hmm. right the the law is structured that way to re really require that yeah but yeah sucks for that guy because <laughs> he he just did lose his primary income i don't know that's pretty there's a lot of stuff going on with copyright claims right now especially with uh, copyright strikes on Twitch. Uh, yeah. Good thing we've got all yeah. that music playing in the back of the background of all of our streams. Yeah, that really. Are you playing music I just, um, right now on our stream? I just read that all there was a streamer who quit 
who quit doing um, Just Dance because of uh, all of the copyright strikes. Hmm. Yep. Did they try playing it in a hot tub? Yeah. Please don't. I'm pretty concerned about this whole hot tub <laughs> streamer thing. Why? Like, what happens if you drop your controller in there? I think they're more doing like what we're doing for the podcast, where they're just chatting. They're not actually. At, at the very games. least, I don't expect it to be like toaster level of. No, but right? you wreck <laughs> your controller, man, and those I things think... ain't cheap, depending on what you're playing. Yeah, yeah, it's. You're and right. there's a shortage right now. Mm-hmm. We'd have to rob Alex's house to claim there's, there's unused controllers. Right now, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Arona's hoarding the controller so he can uh, he scalp is, them later. I do have a lot of them. I do have a lot of them. He's got a whole drawer. Um, Joel, uh, there... Yeah, there is a whole drawer. <laughs> Joel, there is current news always, rumors of a Nintendo Switch Pro... Uh, you reached out to Twitter to find out what you'd like to see, what the audience would like to see in a Nintendo Switch Pro. Can you uh, read me some of our entries? All please? of them, starting sure with mine. Sure thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mr. Eric Dedinger, front and back camera so you can take pictures of your lap and or face reactions. Oh, yeah. One, your your one lap space. reactions? Yeah, man. <laughs> lap reactions did are you the forget best. i don't like that they added gun what is it i don't Gal like gun. that yeah gal gun <laughs> yeah i don't like this <laughs> keep going joel uh space alice allison it has a camera that can only be used for ar cards but there's no new ar cards you need the ones from your 3ds that you definitely still have. i definitely still have allison i definitely <laughs> still i have actually those. still have those they're an important artifact. You never know when you're going <laughs> to need them. a particular time. I mean, I know exactly when I'm going to need them. <laughs> but, uh, I, I never use AMD. them. So I don't know when they work. Huh? I never use them, what? so I don't know how they work. Uh, I, I think there's some apps on the 3DS that use them. Some of the games, too. Yeah, hmm. it's, it's it's been too long. Mitz A-N-D-I-H-D... Hand warmers, inevitably when playing, since our cold arms are in an uptight position, they lose circulation and our hands go cold, so hand warmers. That'd be nice. Mm. Not bad. Yeah. You think they'd you know, be able to, like, divert the fan output into some sort of, like, air circulation system that could bring it to your hands? Somebody did on that nope. accessory. You're going to get a camera that you don't need. I'm telling you. <laughs> It, it'll it'll be there for one game because they had one idea for it and nobody else wanted to make anything for it. Sam Harrison says each Joy-Con is an amiibo. Now, what amiibo would it be or what would it do as it an It has amiibo? to be the least convenient one. So what's the sharpest amiibo that you have? I'll say the most con- I'll say the most convenient one would be if it was uh, what was that the, the the living Game Boy? You know what I'm talking about? Mm, the, the living the Game Boy that was in with Captain N. It was it was a giant Game Boy. Oh, that's the problem. Uh, no, it's a no Captain one? N. Yeah, no. I vaguely remember that. Vague. Joel, do you still do the thing where you put the like amiibos flat. in your mouth to get the feel of them? 
That that was a McElroy, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I, my dog has put some amiibo in his mouth, but not me. Uh, you know, I, I think that the amiibo will be interacted with Super Mario Kart 8, and it will allow you to more effectively drift hmm. into turns. Okay. Hmm. I'm so glad my kids haven't figured out how to drift yet. It's the main reason I still win. <laughs> That's all we got. Anybody else have any uh, fun fake rumors? I heard that I want there's super going duper to be HD no. rumble. You, you guys you suck. both talked at the same yeah. time. <laughs> you go, Alex. I want super duper HD rumble. I want more balls in there. I don't even know what that means. I go. wish. I wish more games would use stuff like that, to be honest. It was kind of cool playing 1-2 Switch and having all the HD rumble stuff. I'm, I'm going to put a line in the sand there. More balls, though? What about you, Alec? Uh, I'm honestly... Th- the biggest rumor I've heard is that there's going to be no supply issues. That's a lie. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, an outright that's definitely lie. fake. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, freebies. Freebies this week. Frostpunk coming to the Epic Game Store for free. That's pretty. That's a good get, let me tell you. I, I really enjoy Frostpunk. Mm. That so, is a quality I recommend, game. I would recommend everyone pick that up. Alec, you should get the Epic Game Store and get Frostpunk. Never. You know, the only reason I keep coming onto the podcast is so that I know which games to get. There we go. I mean, it sounds like a solid right. use of your time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, once again, we are all fired. Thanks, news. Let's take a break and move into the backlog vlog. We'll be right back. And we're back, back with the backlog blog where we play games. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Okay, we play lots of games uh, where we're either space commandos or cleaning up after space commandos. That's what we're doing, Getty. Getty, you're a space commando. You're shep shepping all over the place. Tell me about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'll just tell you about the stuff that they upgraded because I've been having a lot of fun talking with a couple of my on-the-side brochachos about their playthroughs of Mass Effect. So, you guys are familiar with the amazing ATV, the, the, the AT, all-terrain vehicle, no, it's an APC, the personnel carrier, the Mako. I have heard yeah. rumor of what it is, or the problems The are. thing is still a piece <laughs> of shit, let me tell you. <laughs> like, even with a remastered version of the game... What they did was they like upgraded the little picture of the Mako on the screen. So before it was a lot more, uh, like it didn't look as nice. So they cleaned that up. Uh, the thing still is a pain in the ass to Skyrim up cliffs and everything. Uh, they removed the restriction on only being able to use certain weapons. So now all of the classes that you can choose 
can use all of the weapons. I don't know if you guys played the original Mass Effect, but you could only use whatever your class was. So, like, the soldier, he would be able to use all four weapons, uh, and then the other ones would be limited to two. So that's good. Oh, okay. And then uh, the elevators, yeah. the infamous elevators. Yeah. It's so quick, it's not even funny. Like, the, that was, like, the biggest pain in the ass back in the day was having to wait for the elevator now you can actually skip the conversations mm-hmm. that happen in the elevator to make it go even quicker load screens but i like the conversations uh, but you would still be in the elevator for like a minute with only a little bit of conversation because before and after it would be that long load screen of hey it takes me 15 minutes to get from the top of the citadel to the bottom yeah, that's true. The elevator was definitely shortly after that first elevator ride was when I stopped playing. Each time that I stopped playing, <laughs> each time you stopped playing, each time I, I've I bought the trilogy on PlayStation Three. The load times were garbage they were still bad. throughout, yeah. and it, the elevator stuff was like the thing that broke me last time. I, I even played a little after, and I was like, no, no, I've I'm broken from it. It's more. You have to do a lot thing. of that too. It's it's a me thing, you know. But yeah, it's just one of those hiccups for me. Now nah, they fixed it real good. I liked the Mako. That was like, that was my favorite. Was jumping, jump. I kept trying to flip it, and I I did flip it a couple times. I flipped it like two or three times, and uh, it kind of bugged out when it's I would do still, that. So that's why it I still does that. The thing is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's hot garbage on a summer day. Awesome. It's, I love it. It's Lollapalooza level of the outdoor portajons. Yeah. It's my favorite part. It's the worst part. The music is the best part. It depends on what stage you're in. Yeah, I don't go to those things. I'm scared of everybody (laughs) having to poop all at the same time. So I think that's an actual fear, right? I think so, yeah phobia there's a phobia about having to poop and everybody else has to poop at the same time so the line is really long and all the toilets are occupied and then everybody just poops themselves so you have hmm. to go yeah you have to go find a tree or something and then you get arrested for indecent exposure and public defecation is it indecent i have a porta potty story that i'll tell after this episode <laughs> off air is it is it indecent exposure if everybody is doing indecent exposure if there are children around you become a sex offender too i don't know I'm not a lawyer. Quick, quick where's if, Richard? If, if everyone is in decent exposure, then no one is in decent uh, exposure. If everybody's super, then nobody's super. I think super. Uh, that's also along the lines of, as long as I can outrun my friend, and they're the one that gets arrested, then I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. So, Getty, are you enjoying Mass Effect? Are you back into it? Have you beaten the I'm first one yet? I'm nearly done with the first one. I can tell you with confidence, as we're speaking, that Dr. Stephen Dvorak, not really a doctor yet, uh, has finished Mass Effect 1 and is gearing up to start wow. the second one. That was cool. Yeah, he actually got it, like, I think last weekend and just motored right through it. So, It's a good series. It is. That man, when he latches on to something, he really latches on yep. to it, it seems. He's like Kevin Hartwig. No. Well, 
uh, that moves us into Alex's Game of Shame. I, once a year, will pick a game that is relatively cheap, and I will buy it for the cast and make everybody play it. Uh, this is not video game homework because it's meant as kind of a joke slash team building exercise, a unified experience, as you one would say. Uh, we have done Devil Daggers, we have done Snakey Bus, and on year three of the Super GG Radio podcast, the Alex Game of Shame or the Super GG Radio team building exercise, I'm debating on a title, uh, Viscera Cleanup Detail, we played Viscera Cleanup Detail, and I just, and we did it on stream, I have, um, that's going to be archived on our YouTube, uh, I just want to say, I bought this because, again, I thought it would bring us all together, and specifically, at half, I want to say 40 minutes into it, I think uh, all of you at one point did say, I thought this would be annoying, but I'm having a really, really good time. So I don't. I just want to put that out there. Joel, can you adequately adequately describe Viscera Cleanup Detail? Uh, it brings you back to about twenty, fifteen to twenty years ago when you were working at high school age at either a fast food place or any food service place, and then you open the bathroom doors and someone smeared shit all over the walls and you have to clean it up. That's yeah, what this mm -hmm. game. That's was. That's pretty good. And it wasn't just at a restaurant. In retail, it would happen, too, so. Oh, those were the worst at Blockbuster. Never let people use your bathroom. Never. So, in this, in Viscera Cleanup Detail, they give you very specific horror levels, things you've played in other games. In this case, we were playing a, what seemed to be an alien dissection lab, uh, where some aliens had gotten loose, and we are coming in post-adventure, post-video game story. The credits have rolled on, say, Dead Space 1, and we are the janitors going in to clean up after, say, Isaac Clarke. And because of that, we have to mop up the floors. We have to pick up every bullet shell casing. We have to pick up all the limbs and dispose of them. We, th we have to do so much to a very, very tight minutia that is makes it a very zen experience, if you ask me. You have to fill the water buckets and then bring them over to where you're trying to mop and then use the mop to soak out all the blood and then you only get two or three times until you have to dump and dispose of that and then get But more you couldn't buckets. even, like, empty the water bucket. You had to throw it in the incinerator. <laughs> yeah. If you could just with and, and all each, of the body yeah. parts, but if you could take it and fill and, it with water and if you're again, like, yeah. I, I feel like that would have been much better. Ugh. Yeah, and, and if you're me and trying to throw a bloody bucket in the incinerator, you miss the first time and spill <laughs> blood all over the place. All the over. You were doing that the whole time. Sure I hated was. those. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, yes. I had fun playing with you all. But there was a point about like an hour and twenty minutes in where I was like, this this feels a little too much light work. We were creating these uh, chains <laughs> and like setting up with like, okay, here's your station, here's your station, here's your station. We turned into a a, a whole uh, conveyor belt <laughs> line going down in it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely taking me back to my. Uh, working in retail and remedial work days. I, I 
if you step in blood, you now trace bloody footprints. And I'm following Alec with a mop, mopping after him. Like, Get out of the blood. You're making a mess. <laughs> I, it was something out of a comedy, though, when uh, I go, oh, there's an elevator. There's a second floor. I'm going to go check it out. And I, the doors <sighs> open to the second floor. And it is just top to bottom, floor to ceiling, blood smear, like someone had just exploded. And not one person. Multiple people had just, Im- just Im- exploded. And they were just all over the walls. And it was comedic after we had just cleaned the first floor to come to that and say, oh, God. Oh, God, we're going to need a lot of mop water for this one, guys. I don't know about you, Alec, but I, I did end up – I never saw the actual beginning aftermath of that. All I heard was Alex's reaction to freaking out about what looked on there, and I never actually saw it until it was relatively clean. <laughs> did, yeah, I, I went you? up there shortly after, and it wasn't quite that bad, but, man, it was – it was like every it, the second floor in that one major room was as bad as every single other room that we did put together. Mm-hmm. It was get oh, Getty was in yeah. charge of the bathroom, and he was just like, "Oh God, I got to put the toilet seats back on." This was like straight up work. It, it, they took the Half Life Two engine, and they were just like, "All right, we're gonna do cleaning simulator." And I cannot believe that we spent over an hour doing it. I did it twice. I did a stage by myself, and then I was like, no way in hell am I doing this by myself again. And I made you guys do it, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) You know what's wrong with my brain is, like, we're talking about it, and I'm thinking back, and I'm like, I should do another cleanup room sometime. Yeah. (laughs) Well... Actually, I, I'm I'm pro it. If we're gonna do it again, what I actually want to do is go and play through Shadow Warrior and then play Viscera Clean of Detail Shadow Warrior. Yeah, because they let you do the stages of Shadow Warrior after the aftermath. Because that game is gory. Hmm. Yep. So I'm glad I I'm glad that I have brought everyone together with another. Alex Super DG Radio team building game. I feel positive with the reaction, and I say we look forward to maybe another two-hour uh, room cleanup. Uh, what do you guys say in the future? Oh, yeah. Now that I actually know it's going to be two hours, I yeah, could do it. I think <laughs> we should do another escape room. That good, was fun. Too. Wait, y'all did an escape room? They added. They added a room. I thought Getty. that they added two rooms. Mad mad experiments. Uh, I don't know. Mad experiments. We'll Hold have on. to look. I'll zip over to. I'll I'll reach out Steam. to the developer. Check it out. Yeah, we the we found a virtual escape room we beta tested previously. Uh, mad experiments. Oh yeah. Was, it was cool. Okay. Okay. It was good. Oh, I'm just bad. bad. We were bad. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Maybe we'll we'll do we'll do another escape room. We'll do another clean room. We'll do some more team building exercises. I think that this is this worked out well, and it was a fun stream for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, I am putting in a bonus segment where uh, I don't know what to call this one. I'm just gonna say you know I I was watching uh, something you know multimedia. Uh, in this case, I just want to talk about I watched Mythic Quest. 
and I kind of want to talk to you guys about. But Mythic no spoilers because I started watching it too. Fantastic. Okay. I don't even know um, what this is. Okay. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it is a lot of the. It, Charlie Day is one of the producers. Um, it stars Mac uh, from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Has Cricket, uh, Rickety Cricket from Always Sunny. It has Abed from from uh, from uh, what's it called Community, and uh, Ashley Birch, who is Tiny Tina in the Borderlands games. Hey Ash, what you playing? Uh, a couple of, uh, of other people throughout. And it is a game development studio and their adventures in making a World of Warcraft-like MMO called Mythic Quest. So that is... uh, The head head is Mac from Always Sunny. And all of the characters are... They all have the specific roles that you would see in game development. You have the biz dev guy who is there to find ways to monetize the game. Which is Abed, which is funnier because... Abed, as uh, as an actor, he's now playing a sleazy, like try to wring out every dollar from the from the players. That kind of that's his mm-hmm. always thing. So whenever they're discussing what the new plan is or what the new thing to do in the game, he goes, "How can we make money off it? How can we make money off it?" And he's always like trying to be kind of the devil on everyone's shoulder. So it's very funny. So there. guys, Alex um, has kind of like set it up, but the premise for this first season of the show is that they're releasing an expansion. And between the coders and the guy Mac from Always Sunny, it, like they want to code in a shovel so that players can play with the environment. Okay, and like mm-hmm. you know how in video games, like they're trying to figure out how to make it fit and everything. So the thing with Abed is he's like, all right, well, how are we gonna market this? Let's make it a sexy loot crate. Okay. So you purchase this wood nymph and you get like a golden version of the shovel. So that's how like, just, uh, yeah, that's like 15 bucks out the door because you know that people are going to pay you for it. And, uh, mm. uh, and then one of the ongoing jokes is how quickly the, the players are just going to make it to use it to draw dicks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's. <laughs> That's just gonna happen. That's how that's how gamers are. So it's a very like just on the nose, and uh, you know, Beth, my partner, has been watching it with me. And what it does is it acts as a way to explain game development to someone who isn't in the industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. seeing testers, you know, usually there's like a team of testers. Here, there's only two. You know, you coders there's usually dozens of coders in here there's like six so they really take a small look at it and kind of compartmentalize it into uh, a team of like 20 people and that's the game that's the developer and that's how and so they take different pieces of it from your game becoming so big that it loses its plot and becomes something different than what it originally was to uh dlc to hackers to to hiring twitch streamers Like, it goes into ha- hiring Twitch streamers. I was going to talk about... I-, I wanted to bring that one up because that was the... I hate the Twitch streamer in this show and the fact that they have to, like, run stuff <laughs> past him to try and see how the market is going to behave or how the fans are going to react. It's... Why can't we get people to give us games like that? It just makes me sad. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, if people, I don't even care about providing feedback. <laughs> Let's just I, I, 
give us games and we'll play them. You don't even (laughs) completely have to pay us. Um, I've only been under NDA'd. I will say that I have gotten paid to, uh, since starting the podcast, to do that work. To play games and uh, give feedback on what I thought over the end. It's fun. See, Alex has a side hustle. I do have a side hustle. backs on that. I, uh, where is this Apple? What, what streaming service is on? Apple. A- oh. Apple. Hmm. Okay. Apple well, I will say, along with this and Ted Lasso, those are those two shows are very, very high quality. I was waiting shows. for Alex to be like, and that paid where- for itself. These two shows, it paid for itself. <laughs> it. I, I'm not going to say that because. Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to say that. But I will say that they are two very high-quality shows that have left me nothing but impressed. Mythic Quest on its own, I was, I came in. I'm like, these guys have kind of been one trick. I haven't seen too much from them that has really impressed me outside of Always Sunny. And even Always Sunny, I kind of fell off. So seeing this and feeling like it speaks to the layman outside of the industry what video game development is, it was very entertaining and also seeing seeing it on that on the inside there uh because it's made by ubisoft the not the not in story but just in general it's a company ubisoft funds this project and it is funny because their higher ups are they just call it montreal so they're like oh montreal's calling oh man we're in trouble now we're really in trouble and <laughs> just stuff like that you you get a lot of insight and then all of these characters are all very funny and they deal with of racism in the community and sexism in gaming and all of this stuff that really they find a way to make it funny without making fun of it still taking it very seriously and that's where i, I find it like very good and uh entertaining just because like like you can laugh at the jokes about sexism knowing that everybody like no one is making fun of it they're saying yeah it's bad it's not great but it's still pretty like it's funny to make a joke about it so, I, I really enjoyed Mythic Quest. I think that uh, you guys, if you have the opportunity, should give it a shot. Take a look at it. Uh, and also Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is just a delight. It's just... That show is just positivity on positivity. Anytime you think that a show would get... Like, you'd think, oh, here's the plot where things get negative. They literally solve it with positivity. And then, like, it's like, oh, cool. Okay. Got it. So, it's like, it's like soup, warm soup belly. That's what Ted Lasso is. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, I'm wrapping up Blasphemous. Uh, we just kind of got into that. And uh, all of a sudden now i just like, well, I should probably knock this out. And it was pretty, it was a pretty breezy game. Then, Sludge Life. Sludge Life. I'm going back in it. Joel? So I mentioned this on social media, but I, I broke my contract with myself to not yep. spend anything. We found out what it was this mm-hmm. year. And uh, I I thought I was going to make it. Getty, what was it? Ghouls and Ghosts. No, no, I want Joel to tell me. That was not Ghouls <laughs> and Ghosts. That's Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, so, preamble. My son, with his birthday money that he had wanted to buy a ds a 3ds uh couldn't find a 3ds under 400 dollars wow just just couldn't 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 
to you someone. looked online. You looked online, knew it's four hundred dollars minimum. Use you're still looking at two fifty to three fifty, depending on where you're buying from and what condition they're in. Wow. Somehow, I found a two DS. It's one of those sort of like flat ones that don't close for ninety dollars. GameStop online had like one sitting there. So okay. we got that sent to us and uh you know the big thing was like okay we want to transfer the profile to that and you know for 3ds the profiles don't work as good as switch you have your profile it is a direct transfer to the new console and the old one gets wiped so uh my son want is way into uh new super mario brothers 2 mm-hmm. and he wants to play two player and uh so I, I bought a copy of New Super Mario Brothers too. But you wow. did it being a good father. So Yeah, I don't think that counts, Joel. You're good. That doesn't no, it count. Counts. I thought it counts. No. I was just expecting something no. juicy with the way you laid it out on Twitter. This yeah, was, I was I was real excited for I was gonna make you eat shit about uh, ghouls and ghosts, but <laughs> No, you did it fine. What? That doesn't count. Yes it, it doesn't does. Count. It 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 counts to me. It's it over. counts. <laughs> it just the floodgates have opened. Wait. Also, Joel, is this now because you want to start buying games again, and you're using this as your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's not that. <laughs> uh, double negative. It's tricky. There we go. Getty, your one last thing. Don't expect much from me in the coming weeks. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alec, one last thing. Does anybody know what the going rate for Plasma is with all these games coming out? I need more cash. I thought it was, well, back in the day when it was beer money. It was 60 a week? No, it was, you could do it twice. It was like 40 the first time, 100 the second time. Hmm. I didn't think it was that high. Maybe maybe you were doing a higher rate. (laughs) I I was doing it consistently. You had to do it twice a week. I don't know about... Yeah, I don't know about you, but like I, I still have like track marks <laughs> from that. No, it's I mean, bad. No, no, that's real. I was like half yeah. joking, but that's good to know. That that's not bad. If you can get sixty dollars a week. Yeah, but it's, you're, you're, it's like it's like three hours of your time though. Oh. Yeah, and a, a nurse has a hard time finding my veins now. So yeah. and you oh, have to no. sit there and pump for like an hour and a half, and then it usually it's like a half an hour intake. So uh, I would say probably around uh, two and a half hours. Oh. Sixty dollars for two and a half hours. How much is your time worth? For the first time, then you do. My time yeah, is worth thirty, time? at least thirty dollars an hour. Mm, there you go. Well, that's your problem. There's your problem right there. And that will be it. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and Twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we have uh, Metroidvania Mondays, Two D Tuesdays. Uh, debating on whether I'm going to do Wednesdays or Sundays, but I'm going to start streaming at some point. I got approval from the child. The child. Uh, which means I'll probably start streaming at 9 o'clock, go to 11. Um, I think Sunday might be good. Wait, we'll you see. know Grogu? Boo. I don't. Boo. Uh, I don't watch the show. Uh, Thursday's podcast night. Friday is Metal Gear Kevin. Saturday, Joel, what are we calling it? Or you just want to stream a second day for funsies? Second day nice. for funsies. Second day for funsies on Saturday. 
if you'd like to, oh uh shout out to nintendo main i uh, had big brother phil phil arona over there talking about shin megami tensai uh, also i was on uh i was on gaming fix about two weeks back and i always have a good time over there if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the waterproof controllers of your ch- bathtub stream of your choice. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG. GG Getty. GG Alec. Good game. Good night, everybody. I'm watching it. I'm in, in. I put a bonus. Uh, I put a bonus uh, segment because I watched a show with Abed this week. It's very good. Oh yeah! Did you look at my comments? Uh, you why did they make a comic of no, it? Comment or something else. You said I, you, I read Mystic Quest. You are talking about Mythic Quest, which is a television show, and you wrote Mystic Quest. Oh, did I write Mystic? I was yep. trolling That's you. It's a Final Fantasy oh, game, Oh, okay. Right? Oh. It was too smart for me, Getty. And just for that, I'm texting you the picture that Richard sent me. Do I want to see the picture oh, that Richard sent you? No, you don't, and that's why no. I'm doing it, because you deserve it, because you're being a dick. Okay. It's a punishment. Joel, is it not a punishment? It is burned into the back of my brain. That'll be the last image I see before my death. It is sitting next to it's sitting on my phone next to a picture of my child. That's how I'm set, upset I am. <laughs> it shouldn't be there. I put my phone away so I don't have to look at it. Please do. And hopefully you go into the uh, the episode for the rest of the episode thinking about that. Forever Dude beat Dark Souls with a loaf of bread and a separate time with a banana.
Yeah, I remember that banana that, one. Yeah, apparently that guy does. Uh, he works for. He works on making um. Bananas. Um, no, he works Bread. on making uh, games accessible. Ah. Mm-hmm. Accessibility games. G- Getty, look at the picture. I'm not going to. I put my phone down. <laughs> we can't start the episode till you do. <laughs> Alec, are we back? No, uh, you told me we can't start it. Which one is it? Make up my mind, boss man. Getty, look at the picture. I don't have a picture. Fine. Okay, let's go. Alright. Oh shit. Be still phone. Ah! Fucking weird ass phone stand.